You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us on the show. But before we get to the show today, remember, you have to reach out and you have to find us on the social media platforms, whether it be on the, uh, I was going to say on Tinder. Yeah, we're on Tinder, Talking Wrestling, swipe right. Uh, We are also on uh, Instagram, Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. Uh, on the Twitter, we are TNW Pod. On Facebook, we are Talking Wrestling. And uh, if you want to send us a Gmail, remember to go uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. If you are on Spotify, we are also on Spotify, Talking Wrestling. Check us out there on Spotify. Give us a follow or a heart or whatever they're doing on the Spotify this day. Um, just spot, spot us and fi us. And um, what else? Oh, yeah. If you're on the old iTunes, uh, give us a five stars. And, uh, you know, we want to match our ratings up with our Uber rating. And uh, not only that, if you could drop us a comment or something like that. So five star rating and a favorable comment. And we'll send you a postcard of your wrestler from the 80s from my 1983 wrestling postcard book. So think of who was your favorite wrestler before you were born. Think about that. Think about it hard. And then get back to me. And if it's Tommy Wildfire Rich, we'll get you that postcard. That's how that works. Now, folks, um, how do I want to put this? If I was in the WWE, today's guest who I have on today, uh, he's a comedian from Montreal. He's done Just for Laughs a million times. And uh, one of my favorite guys, I came up with him um, in the Yuck Yucks back in the day. And... uh, it's great to have him on right now, and uh, so right now on Talking Wrestling, I gotta ask this question: Who wants to talk with Elias? Now, for those of you who don't know, my guest today it is not uh, uh, Elias from the WWE, but it is Joey Elias from Montreal. Joey Elias sitting with me in uh, studio. How you doing, Joey? I am well. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, thanks for coming on the and show. And there is an Elias um, in the UFC as well, correct? I think so. I'm not sure, but there's a real Elias in the WWE. Actually, probably it's not. It's probably just a fake name. What's his, uh, his What's his slogan? His uh, His name is Elias Sampson, and WWE stands for Who Wants to Walk with Elias. That's right. Um, I know this, and I'm going to give this guy a shout out. My I had a radio show once upon a moon on terrestrial radio in Montreal, and uh, my my technical producer, David Simon, mm-hmm. Dave Simon, he is um, the host of Ringside Report, and he would always say that, that I should walk with Elias. And I had no idea what he was talking about until finally he gave in and let me know. I should also mention that I thought Bellator was a fighter. Wait, Bellator is not a fighter? No, it's uh, a league. Wait, I thought Bellator was the evil Bella twin. See? Doesn't she sound like a Skeletor, but Bellator? 
I don't oh, know. Oh, I never even thought of that. But um, I would think that if the, you have Brie Bella and then you have uh, Nikki Bella and then you have the ugly sister, uh, Skella Bella, uh, oh. Bella, Bella Tor. You yeah, know, coming out in like a skeletal outfit. Yeah, yeah. dressed up like a skeleton. That'd be fun. Um, now, Joey, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're you're a comedian. Yeah. You're a radio personality. Uh, you know, um, and 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 how long have you followed wrestling? Do you follow wrestling? Do you like wrestling? Um, what I, is your history with wrestling? Do you have a history with wrestling? I'm opening a diet coke. My history with wrestling is the follows. Um, my late grandfather was a very big wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and. I remember Saturdays at uh, noon on the local channel in Montreal, they would have local wrestling. So it was like uh, the Rougeau brothers. Yeah. And, and like, actually, it was probably their dad. Yeah. Right, who was still in the ring. Uh, Mad Dog Vachon mm-hmm. was one of the guys before he lost his leg, right? Yeah. Um, I remember, and my granddad and his brother owned um, a factory where they manufactured leather jackets. Cool. And a lot of these wrestlers would come in and buy custom, you know, made jackets because their arms were huge or yeah. their shoulders were too big. And that my grandfather just became a wrestling fan because a lot of times they would throw in free tickets, you know, and stuff mm. like that. So um, yeah, that was my thing. And then you know, growing up, I. Um, in high school, it was the WWF at the time. Yeah. And I actually remember being on a flight. This may surprise people, but I went on a school trip for like uh, the, the... Remember, reach, am I dating myself? Reach for the top? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, reach for the top. Reach for the top It was a... Uh, for those of you listening in America or in Australia or in England, uh, reach for the top was a... Uh, a kids' quiz show yeah. where they would have it was like uh, Jeopardy, but they would have two teams, one from each high school, yeah. and the uh, and the kids would compete against each other in uh, trivia. Yeah, it was general knowledge. Anyway, somehow I made uh, my high school team, and we went to an international competition in Philly. Mm-hmm. And on our way back at the airport, and I still have uh, photos with uh, Hulk. They were on our flight. Uh, Hulk Hogan, yeah, um, who ended up, I ended up uh, meeting years later because he went to get a leather jacket from my grandfather. That's insane. And um, we got to meet him, and I still have the autograph on the back of the now defunct leather factory of my, my grandfather. Um, Dino Bravo. Yes. Before he was uh, lead poisoned. <laughs> um, I that have is fo- the first way I've... I've never heard it put that way. That is a a great way of putting 17 bullets to the chest. Yeah. Lead poisoning. Yeah. Um, And one of the British Bulldogs. Probably Dynamite. Or maybe Davy Boy. I don't remember. Oh, and and Brutus Beefcake. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was on. So they were on our flight, and they were all very, very nice to us. We all took photos. Um, You know, it was fun. That's cool. That's so cool. Um, So back then... When you'd watch the Montreal wrestling, uh, La Lutte Internationale, I used to watch it on the French channels all the time. Uh, I don't like they still was, put it on in French sometimes. I, you know what they they uh, they would have it in English as well, but I I wasn't waiting till the English. I was gonna watch it in French and then watch it in English, and then kind of helped me with my French too. You know, right? Uh, you know, because to this day I know wrestling is La Lutte. 
Uh, I know Body <laughs> Slam is a bang. Because uh, they'd be like, Body Slam, a bang. You know, and I just I love the commentary. It used to be funny. You had guys like Eddie the Brain Creechman. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, he used to bring in all the bad guys. He was like the Bobby Heenan of the territory. Did he just pass away not too long ago? I think he did. Yeah. Uh, and his... Uh, he had a son too, uh, Floyd, the brain, and uh, that took on it for Eddie later on, uh, I think. And uh, so many wrestlers started coming through there because it's kind of affiliated with the AWA. So, and I think that might have been because of Rick Martel, who was a Montreal wrestler who became world champion with AWA. So uh, he used to tag with Dino Bravo as well. And uh, you had the Brujos. But then, you know, they would bring in the, uh, the Road Warriors. Like the first time I saw the Road Warriors was the Les Road Warriors, and Milt Advertskin was the uh, uh, a commentator and the announcer, and uh, he'd interview them and stuff like that. And then they'd have uh, uh, Rikishi started in Montreal, and so did Samu, the great Samu. Those guys also started in Montreal. So Didn't Andre the Giant start in Montreal? Andre the Giant, yeah, he also started in Montreal and wrestled. <laughs> oh damn it, that's not good. Um, Anyways, he also wrestled in Montreal. and uh, For how long, though, before? Because he was, like, when he passed away, there were, like, legendary stories of him in Montreal. Yeah, well, he toured all through Quebec before before he ever even went to anywhere with the WWE. So he, he was wrestling over here for years, I believe. And then Vince Sr. got a deal with him, and they were going to call him... Uh, uh, Jean Frere or whatever, and and there was that. They're like it's uh, John the 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 fairy, and uh, they said well, we can't call him a fairy. There's nobody. No, we'll just what's his real name? His name's Andre Rusimov. It was like he's gonna call him Andre the Giant. So that became his English title, and uh, you know, and and then he was Andre Giant forever afterwards. Of course, he'll always be Fezic. Yeah. For, oh yeah, for sure. Like. There was this great story about um, about that. Uh, I just read it, and it was like, during this set of Princess Bride, Andre the Giant, at one point, let a 17-second fart go, and everybody just stopped. And it was like... like seven- Did he have a didgeridoo up his bum? No, he's a giant. But just think about it. 17 seconds. How long that lasts for? It lasts for a long time. 17 seconds. 17 seconds. Somebody could technically swim an Olympic pool length underwater. Uh, Ben Johnson can run 150 yards in 17 seconds. Easily. The question is, what made him do that? Um, but the best, well, I probably just everything that he eats, but, um, but the best was, uh, Rob Reiner said, Andre, are you going to be okay? And he goes, I am now boss. (laughs) Wow. So that was like the, the legendary, uh, fart story from, uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. That should be in the outtakes. Oh, could you, I wish it was in the outtakes. That would be the best. Credits are rolling. And then it wins a, an Academy Award for best score. Yeah, best. <laughs> hmm. 
And he was like, we loved how you played the the sound of the of the uh, the the projector at the end of the movie. No, that was Andre's fart. Oh, you made that sound like Predator. Um, I haven't seen. I heard they're bringing back Predator. Oh, I guess they never. They did. They brought back Predator many times now. But, predator versus Alien. Yeah, Predator versus the uh, world. The world. Predator versus mankind. Predator versus Jason. Did they have that? No, but it could be. There's, dibs, dibs. There's um. Is that how it works? Trademarks, dibs. Yeah, you could call that trademarks on Friday the Thirteenth. Like, I don't even know if the Predators have Friday Thirteenth in their calendars, but that's what I used to always argue before. And then the movie came out, and I've never seen the movie, but I used to always debate Jason versus Freddy, like in high school, against other horror movie nerds, and I was like, it would be impossible because Jason is dead. I was like, Freddy can only appear in your dreams and attack you if you're sleeping. What's the argument? Oh, he's eternally asleep at the bottom of a Camp Crystal Lake? I was like, the only way Freddy could and Jason could ever happen is the kids from Elm Street would have to go to camp that summer and bring Freddy in their dreams and then start dreaming at Camp Crystal Lake and then Freddy would be there. Thus, Jason could then, I don't know what happens in the movie, but if that's it, fuck. I've never seen them either. No. I don't uh, know. I'm not big into the horror flicks. Well, um, now, uh, where were you the night of the Montreal Screwjob? Uh, I do know what that is, though. Of course. Well, right. It was. It could uh, be you're like you're like it's a blowjob down on. No, that no. <laughs> uh, could have been the t- no. Could have been the time I had that gig and I didn't get paid. No, it was uh, a hitman heart. Yeah, and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I know this because I met Brett the Hitman Hart uh, when I was working at the radio station. He was in promoting a book, I guess, mm-hmm. at the time, and I got to meet him. Yeah, it was great. He must be like you're the only person in Montreal that hasn't brought up the screw job today. No, I was um, admiring his toque. He yeah. had a, a Hitman toque, and I remember I was wearing another type of toque, and I was trying to convince him to trade. Yeah. And he wasn't into it at all. That's bullshit. He's got his own merch. Yeah, he probably wanted me to pay for it. but And also, fair enough, like, you know, who wants to trade two greasy guys fucking uh, used toques? Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want that. Um, no. But he was a super cool dude. Yeah. Took the time to talk to everybody, sign autographs, take pictures. Like he could have, you know, just walked right out of there. He's, he's, uh, I've have never had a, like, I've had, I've met him on several occasions, just like sort of meet and greets and type things. Um, but I've never had the chance to hang out with him. But I'm very jealous of people that have. Brendan McKeegan hosted uh, a sit down interview with him at the Al- uh, Algonquin Commons in Ottawa. And there was like 400 people there. And, um, it was ridiculous because he got to go out and have dinner with Brad. They went out for steak dinner that later that night and hung out and just fucking just talked all night. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds like the perfect date ever. I mean, I'm like. like have you had the opportunity to have dinner with a wrestler? Um, no. Well, I'm trying to think. with a, Dinner with a wrestler? No, I don't think so. I've had a lot of experiences. Oh, well, I've had 
Well, yes, I've had meals. I've had breakfast. All right. Uh, with uh, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Did he pay? Yes, he paid for the bill. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, he's I, a million dollar man. Yes, he did, and and even, uh, um, the other guy at the table uh, tried to pay, but then Ted's like, "You have to, I'm the million dollar man." He even said that. Yeah, I'm the million dollar man. I not were you the other guy at the table? No, I wasn't. There was another guy with me. I roll like Ryan Denis, who from oh, yeah. who's been on the show before. Of course, I know Ryan. So Great guy. yeah, so we were all we were in Detroit, and um, and we went to breakfast with uh, Ted because we were side of. Uh, he was doing a show that night at uh, at the, the Comedy Castle in Detroit. So, um, yeah. So we did that. Uh, we went there to meet him and hang out with him. And so I did have breakfast with Ted DiBiase. Um, I've oh oh yes, and I've had dinner uh, with Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually brought him to the restaurant. Uh, we went to a Lone Star in Ottawa, and uh, after his show in Ottawa that I hosted. And yeah, so I had dinner with him, and they're always great because you always get to ask fan questions during dinner, and uh, yeah, so dinner. So Ricky Steamboat and Ted DiBiase breakfast and and uh, dinner. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, but I don't think there is. Um, no, there's, there's yeah, that's it. And then one hockey player. I had dinner with my my favorite hockey player too. So who's that? Danny Potvin. So I had dinner with Danny Potvin and and breakfast and lunch with those. That that's it. What about you? No wrestlers. Um, I've had many a meal with a hockey player. Of course you have. You know. Um, yeah, I got to know many a Canadian back in the day. Yeah, and, and then when one or two of them got traded, and if they came back into town. They'd call and we'd go for dinner. Sometimes they'd hire me for rookie dinner and I'd roast the rookies. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I did that for the Flyers one year. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, totally great. Got to meet uh, Peter Forsberg and uh, Hatcher. Lindros was gone by then. Claude Giroux goes to Absolute every summer. He seems like a great guy. Yeah. And, and I, I have to say, most athletes that I've met, whether it be football players baseball players and uh, hockey players they all have great sense of humor mm-hmm. you know yeah I guess you have to I would think so I would think so too because um, there's constant practical joking and gags on the road ribbing. things goes wrong you know things always go wrong you can't really you know yeah. have a shit fit when your charter flight is delayed yeah no yeah yeah I totally think they the sense of humor would be important. Um, I'd love to have dinner with Phil Mickelson. Like, yeah. I'm a big golfer. Yeah. So I'd love to have dinner with, like, Tiger, Phil, um, uh, either... Uh, Justin Rose is my favorite right now. Yeah. I'd love to have dinner with him. Obviously, Mike Weir. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Graham... De- any Canadian golfer. Graham Dillette. Ad- Brooke, Brooke Henderson. Adam Hadwin. Brooke Henderson. Yeah. Sure. I'd actually love to play like a round of golf and have, let's say, uh, Graham Dillette, who's on the PGA, Brooke Henderson, currently on the LPGA. Yeah. You got Mike Weir, who won, obviously, the Masters, and is uh, he's eligible to play on the European and in the Champions Tour. Yeah. And myself. And just to listen to the conversation of three generations of golfers. 
from Canada and they're while well, we walked the course I think it would just be a phenomenal experience to hear the conversation between the three of them mm-hmm. two of them having great success one having had great success and a, a schmuck like myself yeah I think it'd be interesting I love yeah well if anybody's listening like at TSN or Sportsnet that's <laughs> um, that's a special waiting at dibs that's a special right there. That's uh, the Canadian golf hosted by Joey Elias. The history of Canadian golf hosted by Joey Elias. Yeah. And wild you, golfing. You know, and why don't we get, um, you know, while, while we're, there's so many great young golfers in this country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I could include American and worldwide golfers, I'd love to play around with Justin Rose, Tiger, and if I, and if he's willing, uh, Obviously, I'd love to go with Nicholas, but there's a part of me that you got to go Black Knight, Gary Player. Yeah, I I think um, last year when uh, oh it's so funny because like oh I just read the other day that there was like a demand or uh, a subpoena for uh, Tiger Woods to submit like a hundred has to do with like a hundred and eighty three paternity tests. Really? I'm like I'm like oh my God, this guy. You know, he, uh, uh, he was like, okay, well, uh, okay, so this is a, a bit of a name drop uh, here. Well, we already named up who we have dinner with and stuff like that. But, uh, okay, so I, I before um, my last Western tour, I spent the weekend at the last, uh, Blackfoot Inn uh, working with Norm MacDonald. Right on. So we got to hang out a lot. And we were talking I was about, there like two weeks after you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And we were uh, we were talking about we were talking quite a bit about Tiger Woods, and he goes, "Isn't it funny that Tiger Woods like was technically the first guy to get me tooed, but it wasn't like the me too now. It was like I slept with Tiger. Oh, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> but nobody was upset. They were all happy for it. The problem was he cheated on his wife this many times with this many women and all that, and that's why people that's like kind of." You know, because he had that, you know, he had that Cosby-esque personality of... Well, he was larger than the game. Larger than the game, and he's a good role model, and all this and all that. And I always think uh, athletes uh, should never be role models. <laughs> That's the uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Barkley, a, many, many moons ago, said that. Yeah, I, I like, if I was an athlete, I'd be like, don't make me your role model, because I'm not a role model, and I don't want to, you know, like, you know... Everybody's flawed. Of course, everybody's flawed. Who the hell wants to be a role model? You know, I mean, everybody's flawed, and I think in uh, in this society, we're very quick to, um, you know, vilify somebody. Yeah, but we're not very quick on apologizing when we find out that, you know, why we vilified that person was erroneous. Yeah, you know, I never see public apologies from what I call the outrage brigade on social media, you know, when they rip into somebody. And then they eventually turns out that they're incorrect. Right. You never see that idiot go, oh, I, sorry, didn't mean to online bully you and call you names. Yeah. No, uh, it, it turns out I'm the bitch. Yeah. You know, I'm the asshole. But even when, you, when, you, when a newspaper prints a front page article and then it's wrong, the retraction's always on page seven. Yeah. Buried. 
you yeah, know, yeah, like, absolutely. Under a, an ad for uh, mattresses. Yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, the other day when we said that in the front, <laughs> we made it up. It's not true, <laughs> but it sold a lot of papers, so we're okay. This is a retraction, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that, that they can do that. Um, it's in, it's insane. Uh, now the Royal Rumble's coming up. We might as well talk some. We'll get back into some wrestling talk. And uh, have you ever seen a Royal Rumble? Maybe, no. The Royal Rumble was invented by a Montreal native, Pat Patterson, who is a legend in wrestling. Uh, he, not not shy of uh, having his own scandal himself of uh, touching ring boys and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> he, he was gay throughout his entire career and uh, always had the same uh, lover, I guess. Uh, and he's personal good friends with Vince McMahon and like he, he, so he created this match, the Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble is, uh, it's a battle royale. So you have, you can have up to twenty, thirty men, thirty men. Now they do women's and women's as well. So you get two separate Royal Rumbles this Sunday. So exciting! Um, <laughs> the first Royal Rumble, the men's. So it's 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 thirty men. Is Elias guy in it? He'll probably be in it too. And you get he's so, gonna win. Well, we don't know. I'm telling you, he's going to win. This is the only. I'm going to be the Tony Romo of the Royal Rumble. And you're going to just flat out say, who, Elias is your pick to win? Man, we're all going to walk with Elias. That's good. He could win. Uh, th- 30 WWE superstar men will be entering the ring, and but they enter one at a time. So it starts with two in the ring, and then every two minutes, a new one joins the ring. And the, and the only way you can be eliminated is by getting tossed over the top rope. So, or pinned? Nope. Just thrown out of the ring. Okay. Top rope. Right. So uh, this is uh, the probably the best, most uh, unpredictable match of the year. And uh, it's the only match that you could – I we've run pools back in the day. We would be like, okay, there's 30 wrestlers. Here's a hat with 30 numbers in it, 10 bucks a number. How much do you want? $20. Grab two. Two numbers. Okay. You What do you have? Uh, 12 and 18. Eh, we don't know who those wrestlers will be, but the thing is, is then you wouldn't, you would find out during, the minute, during, right. during the thing. So you're like, oh, so if you get like 13 and big show comes in, you're looking pretty good. But if it's like 13 and, uh, doink, doink, the clown comes in, you're like, fuck, there goes $10, you know, but was the, the little wrestler there that used to hang out with the clown? Um, dink. Yeah. Doink and Dink. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Doink and Dink. I, I think Dink. dink I, when you Dink someone, the past tense is Doink, is it? I don't know. I don't know, but that's dunk. weird. Dunk. That's, that's that's basketball. Oh. Um. Yeah, Doink the clown. Um. And and Dink, and uh, Doink Doink the clown. Yeah. Um. Did you know that I love that you knew the Dino Bravo title that poisoning? <laughs> was that was that in the newspapers? Was that, that was the, huge because it was all gang related, right? Um, well, that's what they reported. I mean, I don't know if that's ever been confirmed or not. Something about cigarettes. He was, was sell- it cigarettes? I think it was a bunch of cigarettes. That's a was- very Montreal thing to die for. Smoking smokes, <laughs> smokes, tabernacle. Selling smokes. Where are my smokes? Selling smokes on the on the black market. Yeah, well, uh, back in the day, that was big. I remember, I mean, I don't know what the statute of limitations is now, but my first year of college, so 89, cigarettes jumped to like $9 a pack. 
and my buddy and I, we would drive over the border to Plattsburgh, New York, about an hour and 10 minutes from Montreal. And a carton of Marlboro was 10 bucks. And this is when everything was at par. So imagine we would go down, spend 100 bucks each for all these cartons of cigarettes, and then we would go out and sell them for $6, and everybody would buy them off us because they were saving three bucks. That's so technically, we were doing exactly what Dino Bravo was doing. Yeah, but you know, under the guise of we were students, ig- ignorant. What do you mean? There's a, you know, what? What do you mean the mafia is involved <laughs> with cigarettes? Get the heck out! Um, there was, uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, now the Royal Rumble, they have the women's Royal Rumble as well. Okay. And um, is Ronda Rousey in this one? No, the winner of the Royal Rumble gets to fight, gets to pick which champion they want to fight at WrestleMania. Okay. So um, there's a so the, the Ronda Rousey right now is the champion. Is she? Uh, yes. Of her and Oscar. Oscar is a Japanese girl who's the champion. I just of, thought that was your way of saying the Grouch with your funny Valley accent. What's that? Oscar. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. No, Oscar the Gouch. Oscar is this beautiful um, female wrestler and from Japan, and she's amazing. Let me just say this. When I do see some of these female wrestlers, the two things that amaze me about them is, one, they're in unbelievably physically great condition. Um, but two... You know, for people that get beat up and tossed and whatever, like, I mean, I know there's a way to do certain things and land and fall, but things go wrong. Yeah. They're all very not cut up. You know what I mean? No. What do you mean? Like, there's no physical scars. Like, they're all very naturally pretty. Yeah. And they're all very athletic and in great shape. How do you stay scar-free is what I'm saying. In wrestling? Yeah, how do you stay pretty as a woman? How do you stay pretty as a guy? For crying out loud, you know, who doesn't wrestle? Well, when you when you when you when you you see um, so many of uh, of the women from the past, they look like I said this before. I was like, you know, Wendy Richter was the hottest wrestler in '84 because uh, women looked rough. In wrestling, female wrestlers did not look good in any. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there like an old woman, Fabulous Moolah? Oh my God, I remember seeing that on like Saturday afternoon with my granddad, and that would come on, and even that would turn my grandfather off. Yeah, when you look at now, like women are all beautiful uh, in the WWE. Like you, like have, who's that one? So right now, third to at, the right, this one here with the, with yeah. the ears. That's uh, Natty Neidhart. That's Jim the Anvil Neidhart's daughter. So is there a Canadian connection to that? She is Canadian. Well, that's why I liked her right away. I don't know. It was my Canadian sense, like my Canadian spidey sense. Yeah. Picked her right away. She is uh, her uncle's Bret Hart. That's right. Did we not just say great dude? Yeah. So and then uh, so these all these wrestlers actually are related to other wrestlers. Okay. Except for this one. This is Bailey. Okay. And uh, 
she's 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 kind of like the female Macho Man. She dresses like Macho Man Savage. Is uh, she related to him? No. Oh all. no, she's related to nobody. Not at all. So who are the other two related to? Well, this one right here, this blonde. Her yeah. name is Charlotte, and uh, and uh, her name is Charlotte Flair. Oh, Rick. Yeah. So her dad. I know Rick. him because of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, and her. Woo! Woo! Well, right? That's that's Charlotte Flair right there. Does she do the woo? Of course she does. All right. She's and she's. Amazing. You see, again, though, pretty, and yeah. but in very sharp physical. Like, you know they're athletic. Yeah. But pretty. Like, is that, how? Why are there no scars? Like, if that was a guy, there'd be blood or something. Or you, like a, Well, you look at, remember Dusty Rhodes' forehead? Like, you would see, like, they, they could yeah, see all that. you know? And the, so, who, okay, now who's the last one related to? Now, this to? is Nia Jax, right. and she's related to The Rock. What? Yeah. Like the movie star? Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How they related? Uh, cousins. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, um. So everybody that's coming. A, that's in, a stretch. Everybody coming. <laughs> yeah, it is. So everybody coming in, um, is uh female. It, it's female. So we have like we have Carmela, Natalia, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Amber Moon, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Alyssa Fox, Mickey James, Alaska Bliss. Uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Lana, Dana Brooke, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Tamina. That's uh, Tamina is Superfly Snooka's daughter. Uh, Didn't he get in a little bit of trouble? He killed a woman one time. Oh right, um, yeah. Let's bring up his daughter, Sonya Deville, the one he didn't kill. No, yeah, too soon. Too soon. All right. Um, just we, send emails to Casey. Just send. Well, talking wrestling at uh, uh, talking gmail dot com. Uh, Carmella as um, is the last entrance. So there is twenty three entrants here. There'll be seven surprise entrants uh, by females. So uh, you know Trish Stratus probably be one. She's Canadian. Lita Ford or not Lita Ford. Lita, Lita Ford. Yeah, Lita the, Ford. she's going to just come in and do the uh, duet with Ozzy. Yeah. If I can close my eyes forever. She's like, uh, yeah, she's going to come in and sing "Kiss Me Deadly." Um, so might be great if Ozzy just showed up to do a duet with her. Ozzy's been in wrestling before. He was in uh, WrestleMania two. So it was uh, individual one. What's that? The president. Oh well, well he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is also in the Hall of Fame as well. Really? Uh, so is Drew Carey. Is uh, Coco Beware? Coco Beware is in the Hall of Fame as well. What about his parrot? Uh, Frankie is dead. <laughs> I know this because my younger brother used to get all the wrestlers. Uh, the figurines yes right for like his birthdays and stuff so i would just sit there and sometimes we would just like like in the commercials we would hold the uh the wrestlers up against the the ropes and then fling them yeah it was fun that was all you could do with them though those wrestlers they didn't move they were just like hard plastic there was the stretchy ones i bendies and stretchies yeah. yeah but now all those wrestling Dolls are such a big collector's market. Really? Huge, huge. I should tell my brother. Yeah, if he has any of them and they're in great shape, he could sell them easily. I think he's got a... Um, Especially if they're in packages. No, he does, maybe he has one or two in packages. I know he has... Um, oh, man. He was uh, a really heavy guy. King uh, Kong Bundy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's got a King Kong Bundy. Yeah. And there was... Um, I'm sure he's got like the Hogan and the Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, Brutus Beefcake. Like he loved Brutus Beefcake. 
And I think that guy came with scissors. Yeah. Right? Like a yes. pair of plastic scissors. Like not actual scissors. Garden shears. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Did... Junkyard Dog? Yeah, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember that guy. And he had a he had a manager, Jimmy Hart, the, the megaphone like yeah, loud megaphone. like the yeah dressed like Don Cherry yeah yeah him, totally I have the Jimmy Hart doll as well, so that's so funny because uh, yeah, uh, you know those dolls yeah such a big market for them now. Um, I went into a place in Niagara Falls they had a back room just filled with dolls. I was like, where did you get all these dolls? Just wrestling or wrestling, all those all wrestling dolls? Wow, it was insane. Like you know, uh, pretty intense too. Um, I mean, I've seen some intense Star Wars collections. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. I, I, that's a very sensitive topic for me because um, I, I, my dad just gave one point. My dad just gave my Star Wars box to his friend's kid because his friend had kids and they were, you know, but I was in high school. And then I, when I, I went downstairs, I'm like, what happened to my Star Wars box? Oh, your dad gave it to his bunch of kids as they play Star Wars, they play stuff. And like, Was that the first time you wrestled backyard styles? No, but I was very upset. To win back your... Star Wars. No, I never got that was the belt. Staff. That was the belt. You should have challenged that kid, backyard wrestling, for the, belt. The, the, the box, which a.k.a. is the belt. It has a Millennium Falcon in it. I'm not going to lie. I'm still upset to this day that my dad gave it. Like, a lot of the stuff, okay, whatever. But no, no, I was still bothered to this day that my dad gave away all my Star Wars stuff. I always liked the um, obscure stuff. You know what I mean? Like I kept, I still have a Jawa yeah. on my desk at home in my office. Yeah. Like why a Jawa? Well, I had for the longest time two. I used to have all four, but two disappeared out of my house. I don't know where they went, but two disappeared. So, you know, but I had four original Burger King glasses from the empire strikes back oh i remember those men yeah and there are four of them and they were in great shape perfect shape two of them gone that's my favorite movie by the way so i had two of them out of the the original trilogy two of them that's my favorite too so two of them were were um left and um it was so funny michelle's like michelle my friend michelle shaughnessy who's been on the show with her boyfriend um stefan brogan from degrassi uh, Stefan had when she moved in with him um, he had a couch a round couch and she hated it she wanted to get rid of it she's like do you want this couch she's like I'll sell it to you for uh, $80 I was like uh, how about fair trades does Stefan accept fair trades and and I'm low he likes Star Wars so I was like I start pulling out like Star Wars books I have I'm like here's the Star Wars book it's like 300 pages all of the back scenes and all this stuff. Here's another Star Wars. This is a Star Wars book origami. You can make, uh, well, I've been able to make the Death Star. It's just a crumpled up piece of paper. But everybody else can make other things. And then she's like, no, no trades, no trades. I'm like, what about these two Burger King glasses? They're vintage and they're in great shape. She's like, hold on. He wants to, he wants to know more about the glasses. I was like, yeah, they're in perfect shape. They've never been in a dishwasher. They're not faded. The like they've been on the shelf, so I'll just wash them. But they're you can use them, and they're in perfect condition, no chips or anything. He's like he says he has the other two, and those are the two that he needs for his to collect to have all four. I was like, if he'll do a couch for two glasses, I'm in, you know. And sure enough, I got a brand new couch that's like you know it's it's awesome for 
to Burger King. Star Wars. Yeah, but now he's got a set worth triple the value of your couch. I don't care. I can't sleep. I can't sleep on those glasses. That's true. Um, So you say Elias is going to win the the men's yeah rumble, and who do you say will win the women's rumble? Are you saying Natalia? Uh, Anvil Neidhart's daughter. She will win it. All right. Well, there you have it. My predictions um, for the Royal Rumble, I will say, um, I will say AJ Styles will win the Men's Royal Rumble. And the Female Royal Rumble uh, will be won by, um, I think it's going to go her and Becky, uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are going to fall over the same time like um very similar to Bret Hart and uh and Lex Luger in their Royal Rumble or or Rocky and Apollo what about them in the in the first movie yeah tie yeah. it'll be a tie so that's what i'm going with there um with that said uh what else uh do we need to say takeover is going to be great this week watch takeover um uh, next week we're going to have the Royal Rumble review Jeff McHenry will be on the show with me, and we'll be reviewing the Royal Rumble and uh, NXT. Uh, that'll be next week. Uh, so join us. Uh, Joey, where can we see you coming up? What's going on? I'm at Absolute Comedy in Toronto. Uh, I'm headlining from the 29th to February 3rd. And then if you are in the Montreal region... Or sorry, then I go to Ottawa the last two yeah. weeks of February. Absolute Comedy there. And then March, if you're in the Montreal region, I'm uh, the chief reviewing officer for the big St. Patrick's Day parade in Montreal. Ooh. So I'll be marching with nice. uh, the dignity. I'm now a dignitary. I guess they ran out of Irish people or <laughs> or people that this is how I figure they chose me. OK, because um, I am the furthest thing from Irish. You're I'm, leading a parade. I'm not leading the parade. That's the Grand Marshal. Okay. Right? Uh, I'm second in command. So okay. if, like, Grand Marshal goes down, I step in. I'm the Mike Pence of this year's parade, um, except that I don't have his views. Yes. You know? And um, so, yeah, I got to walk down the parade, and then uh, I got to judge on what's the best float. And then on sometime in April, there's a big banquet, and people get awarded, and I'm, like, the head honcho. But I can be bribed. So if you have a float in the Montreal parade, um, just come see me before. Like I, I accept trades. I accept fair trades. Fair trades. Um, if you have a Coco Beware, Coco Beware, you win. All right. And also, um, and then I'm headlining uh, the Comedy Nest in Montreal. And I should mention uh, the new album, How'd I Get Here, will be on all the digital marketing, the Spotify's, the iTunes, Google Tunes, Play, Apple Music. Shit, Apple's, whatever, uh, March. Awesome. Folks, um, you can see me uh, uh, February 1st, Sanderson uh, Theater in uh, Brampton. Uh, I'll be in Sudbury February 9th at the Lexington Hotel. Uh, then you can come back and uh, see me. Uh, when you're in Sudbury, by the way. Yeah. Go uh, go see uh, my friends over at the Beef and Bird afterwards for uh, sounds great. A couple of beer and some live music. Awesome. Uh, As for then, Anthony, and then we will also be, uh, or I will also be, um, in Toronto headlining Absolute Comedy. 
the weekend of uh, 14, 15, 16, uh, 17. And uh, then I'll be uh, in Kingston uh, the week after that, I believe, uh, hosting uh, at Absolute Comedy. Uh, so that's where I'll be all February, folks. Can uh, I just uh, shout out also to uh, my buddy Dave Simon, Ringside Report, TSN 690 in Montreal. We're going to check him out? Yeah, you should definitely get him on this show. I think you guys would make uh, a fantastic duo. Well, you put in a word for me. Well, we'll do a phone-in with them, and uh, we'll get that done. Sounds great. Folks, uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears, and uh, we'll see you next week with the uh, Royal Rumble Review here on Talking Wrestling. All right, we're out. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 